welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. And I am just super excited to come at you in a midweek solo cast. That's right. No husband talking about alpha females. No guests talking about a word. No favorite people talking about favorite things. But I will keep all those series going. Just a whole lot of me talking about random stuff that's going on in my life, important talks that I've given, and issues that seem to be coming up over and over again. So I'm excited to get into this. We're going to talk about wrapping up 2019, a recent video that I love that I'll put the plug in the show notes, empathy training, and that inner voice. Oh, and I also have to mention the mastermind coming up. So you ready? Here we go. Let's talk about it. All right. So first and foremost, let's talk about the Dr. Me First Mastermind. Only got a few spots left. Super excited to kick it off January 5th. If you are looking for community with other female physicians, if you are looking for a place to come, to ask the questions, to talk about all the feelings, to work through what's going on, and to get some really sound advice and encouragement to move you forward, you need to get your ass in the mastermind, let me tell you. I have been so excited getting all the curriculum together, all the surveys, talking to all the women who are going to be in the mastermind group. It's going to be bomb-ass amazing, but the registration's going to close pretty soon. So if you've been thinking about it, let's get on it and go. My email is in the show notes. Hit me up with your questions and concerns. We'll talk through it. And I'm telling you, this is the place you want to be if you've been thinking about it at all. Masterminds have been around four years in the business community outside of healthcare. And I can't figure out why we don't do this more. So I'm making my own. So I want to encourage you, get your booty in the mastermind, make your 2020 even better because there's nothing like being surrounded by people who want to encourage you, who want to help you, who understand your story and say, yeah, me too, and move forward together. So I just had to put that plug in there so you remember. So I don't know if you've recently seen Dog MD's new video about golden handcuffs, I posted it on my LinkedIn and I love it. I actually listened to it this morning to get motivation again. He talks about his journey. He talks about seeing colleagues and just in their eyes are just slowly having their life sucked out of them. And I just want to say, amen, Z-Dog MD, amen. And I love that he uses my term golden handcuffs as well, because truly, when we are stuck in a system that we feel like we cannot leave, you do have golden handcuffs on. If you haven't seen that video yet, I'm going to plug it into the show notes. I want you to stop the podcast recording right now and go listen to him because it is so motivational and inspiring for you to go out into the world and do your thing and not be stuck in the system for which is draining you. So I just had to put that plug in there. Uh, one of these days, hashtag life goals. I want to meet Z-Dog. I think he's amazing. And what he's been doing is just totally inspiring. And if anybody has the hookup with him, would love, love to meet him. So I got to put that. It's a new video that I think is amazing. 
this weekend, I'm getting ready to go do an educational teaching for one of the organizations that I work with. And they asked me to do empathy training. And when I first got the topic, I was like, empathy training. It's kind of like resiliency training when organizations ask me to do that as well. I just like really want to give the most prolonged eye roll when they asked me to come talk to their providers and their physicians about it. But what I do have to say that this organization that I work with, they're pretty amazing. And when I came to them and was like, okay, so the title of my talk is going to be not your typical empathy training. Are you cool with that? And they're like, oh, absolutely. That's why we gave you this topic. We wanted to hear your spin on it. So I want to give you guys, uh, maybe it's a practice run. Maybe it's an overview on what my talk is going to be about, because I think it's really important that when we start to recognize that we don't have empathy anymore, that there's more going on under the surface. So how I'm starting my talk off is there is a really, I'm just going to say a horrible 911 call that has come out of Texas with a woman who her car gets rushed away by some rising water. And it's the recorded call between this woman who is in a life or death situation and the 911 responder on the other side. And it's just gut-wrenching that this lady is sobbing on the phone and the responder's just telling her, well, you shouldn't have drove through the water. You knew better. And the lady says, well, I didn't see it. And, you know, the responder's in like, there's no way you couldn't have saw it. Arguing with her when this woman is in a, a small, I think a small river or creek with her car almost submerged. The sad thing is, not only does this woman die, but it was also the responder's last day as a 911 responder. She had already put her two-week notice in. And what I noticed from this video call is that this responder was obviously burned out. She obviously just had nothing left to give to the job. And that on her very, very last day, just this totally is a capstone probably to the career that she was feeling like with all of that. And so I think it goes back to my list of D's and F's. I've shared them before on the podcast, you know, of a lot of people come to me and say they're not burned out. But then when I read them the list of D's and F's, I'm like, yeah, you are. So they are, if you remember, right, disengagement, dissatisfaction, and discouragement. And the F's are fear, frustration, and flight. And I'm adding a new section, the E's. I usually say D and F's because that's like what grades we don't want to get in school. But I'm adding E's because I think it's really important to acknowledge exhaustion, both physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual exhaustion. Because I think that is the point for which I noticed when I was just so exhausted in so many realms and it didn't matter how many vacations I took or how much time away from the office or how many naps I took like that deep deep exhaustion of emotions and of my physical and spiritual and mental being was gone is a huge indicator that there is something going on and I think it's important to note that the causes of all of the D's and F's of burnout, of not having empathy, is a lot because we no longer find meaning in our work. We feel unheard by leadership. All the systemic factors, EHR, the delivery system, the clerical burdens, malpractice, the culture for which we work in, 
isolation and fatigue, I think, are huge contributors to the cause. Data and money over quality and human contact. I think that's a huge one for me personally. And the lack of trust and accountability, I think, is another one that we are very altruistic people. And when we work for an organization that we feel like we can't trust and that they aren't accountable to us, that's a big hit in the old core values. So, you know, I think many times we're asking the wrong question of what's why people are empathetic. We're asking, like, what's wrong with you? Instead, what I feel like we should be asking everybody is what has happened to you? Because the loss of empathy just doesn't go away. It, and it's not because we don't care about people, but it's about having those killed by a thousand cuts and really recognizing that as providers and as physicians, our loss of empathy comes from the trauma that has happened to us and not having appropriate healing. And so I think it's really important and what I plan to do with this audience that I'm talking to is to ask them, uh, like Joey from the Friends, how you doing? Like really, how are you doing? Because we all have made less than kind remarks. But why is that? Where is it coming from? And how are we really doing on the inside if we step back? Because we cannot fix what we will not face. So if there's things in our past that have happened to us and we're not willing to look back on that and really get some healing around it, we're not going to be able to fix our current situation. And so I always like to call it the wounds under the white coat. You know, what are those that are festering under there that need some treatment, that need a certain amount of wellness ointment, whatever your wellness is to help it start to heal? Because it's really important that there's a difference between juggling chaos versus having purposeful awareness of everything that's going on around you. So that's when I ask people to step back and look at, you know, how do your expectations and responsibilities exceed your capacity for what you can do? Because believe me, we all have a pretty high capacity of what we can do, but there are times where we cannot do it all. We cannot do it all. We don't wear capes. We wear white coats. We are not superhuman. And I think it's important to, instead of just continuing to juggling the chaos, juggling the expectations and the responsibility, that we step back and say, whoa. And then we need to tell someone about it. Someone who has some power and authority to help us. And we need to do it in a manner for which we can communicate appropriately and that it doesn't just come off as like a complaining and bitch session. And so it's really important to make sure that those are all realigned, that our wellness, our past wounds, our current expectations and responsibilities are aligned so that we are in a way so that we can move forward in a better light. And I'm sure if we all did that, then we would have more empathy. Because at the end of the day, we don't have an empathy problem. We have an empty tank problem. And that's where the lack of empathy comes from. So just wanted to share you that little bit of training that I'll be doing this weekend and see if it hit home with any of you guys. Next, I want to talk about, I am working with a psychiatry residency here in Southern Indiana. Whoop, whoop. Good Samaritan Psychiatric Residency in Vincennes, Indiana. You guys are the bomb. I'm giving you a shout, shout out. You and Dr. Thomas 
Fanning, who is the program director, so that there's any fourth-year medical students who haven't gotten interviews or who are getting ready to, you're missing out if you haven't scheduled anything with a psych residency in Vincennes. But anyway, with their current interns, we just had a meeting the other day where we talk about thriving rather than just surviving through residency. And one of the areas that they wanted to talk about was calming your inner voice that head chatter. And it's super fun to talk with psych residents about the voices in your head uh, because we all have them. And it's only pathologic and schizophrenic if it's external auditory or uh, you know inputs coming from the outside and causing compulsions to, to do that. Anyway, so it's super fun. Like I said, I love doing this. But we talked about in this when, as a kid or teenager, did you first realize that you had this inner voice that talked to you? And then I asked them, when did you notice that your inner voice changed from one that was maybe childlike or maybe like your parents' voice or what they would say to you to one that was more maybe negative um, internal dialogue? And then I asked them to think about the relationship with their inner voice and how just as a relationship with a person, how that has changed over time. And we talked a little bit of too about um, the tone of your inner voice. Would you name it? What's the personality of it? And then I gave them my tips that I've given in previous podcasts with you guys about instead of it just being a solo, how you can pair your inner voice up as a duet or a chorus and adding in those kind of things and and actually working on your relationship with your inner critic or your inner voice. And instead of it being self-deprecating, where it can actually show self-kindness. So that was kind of fun to talk about. I think it's always an interesting thing to hear from Um, other colleagues what their inner voice is like because we assume that everybody's is the exact same and actually it's not and it's fun to vocalize that and talk it out especially in a group setting of these folks who are six months into their first year of residency and to see how that has changed even from the beginning. So I also want to give a shout out to a few special physician friends for some great things that they've done in the world. My first one is to Dr. Ran Diab. She is an ophthalmologist to the north of me. And I just saw on her Instagram feed that she is now a practice owner. I just want to give her a huge shout out. That is a big milestone. I'm so proud of you, Dr. Diab paving a way out into the world, owning your own practice. You are a badass. I just have to give you that shout out. I also need to give a shout out to a couple other special friends. So Dr. Shital Agmani, she was on the last podcast episode. We talked about favorite self-care things. I have to give a shout out to her because a couple months ago, she encouraged me to think about going on a trip. And I was like, uh, I don't want to spend the money, got to be away from my family, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I decided to do it. And we leave in less than two weeks to go to Sedona, Arizona, and I cannot be more excited. So thank you so much for talking me into this because I'm already so excited about this trip. And then I also have to give a shout out to my lady doctor lunch friends. That is Dr. Sabrina Rainey. Dr. Jill Shear and Dr. Allie Thomas Fanning. 
I just have to tell you guys, I am so excited that we do sushi lunch once a month together because by having that community and sitting down and talking with you outside of the hospital is absolutely amazing. Thank you for being my lady doctor lunch friends. All right, folks. Well, that's enough of this random solo cast. I'm so excited to have you if you've listened all the way through to here. Another plug-in to remind you, Dr. Me First Mastermind, I would absolutely love for you to be a part of it. If you are at all thinking, maybe I might need some coaching, maybe I do need to join a group for which they can hold me up and help me move forward, I'm telling you, you are not wasting your time or money on this. And actually, if you've listened this far, I am going to give you a special offer. So I do this mm, randomly kind of through the year, but I call it the Name Your Price Scholarship. And I am actually giving one of those away to my mastermind. So what does it entail, you ask? It's for someone who listens to my podcast, is on my email list, who's interacted with me on social media, and who I find to be absolutely stellar. And you want to be a part of this coaching operation, organization, whatever you want to call it. But you find that there's a drawback money-wise. So what you need to do is email me, aaronwiseman at gmail.com. You need to tell me why you want to be a part of this group. And you also need to tell me in your total integrity and in the middle of your being thinking about it, what is it that the price for you that you feel like I can honestly give this, feel good about this, and it's a little bit of a stretch to be a part of the mastermind. And then you have to pinky promise, spit swear, that you will pay it forward at some point in the future. And then I will be picking who will get the scholarship to be a part of the mastermind. So if you've been thinking, God, I really want to be a part of this mastermind, but Aaron, I cannot afford it right now. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. Get on your email today. Send it to me. And I will be deciding in the next couple days the scholarship who it's going to. Because I know you're out there. I know there is someone out here who is destined to be in this group, but who has been holding back because they've been so worried about money. And I am going to take that obstacle away because I love you and I want to help you. So get on your emails today. Email me at Aaron Wiseman. Put in the title line, I want the scholarship and fill in the details. And I can't wait to hear from you. So please remember, folks, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye and happy holidays.
Heavy lids. One, two, three, four. You've got something.